see if we're registering here. All right. Mic, check, mic one. check, 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 check. microphone checker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is my intro music. <laughs> I think I developed the pasties at the end. Yeah. That. Well, on that note. uh Josh Mitchell, thanks for coming on my show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Ryan. it's casual it's, with Ryan Proctor. Fun. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. Uh, I I met you like 24 hours ago. I Indeed. thought it was 72, but you said it's 24. <laughs> time flies when you're. Yeah, we're having a good time. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm down in Squamish again. Uh, Josh is visiting his good friend Tony, who was on the show before a while ago. And that's a good episode. Um, yeah, and I guess these guys have been friends for like 20 years. So. Uh, just sounds like a good dude to chat with. We had a few beers, so it's good to uh, kind of continue the conversation. So thanks again for coming on. Absolutely. Um, and Josh, uh, tell us, intro yourself a little bit. Yeah. Where you're from, maybe, and then like what you okay. do for work. So I split my time between Anchorage, Alaska and Asheville, North Carolina. I'm living a really nomadic lifestyle right now. Yeah. I spent 10 months on the water last year. So, yeah, home is, is neither here nor there. Right. It literally is where the ship that I'm on. Right. Cool. Um, so I'm an Alaska fisherman. I run a salmon gill netter out of Prince William Sound. I've been fishing for 21 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And as of recent, over the past five years, I've been doing oceanographic rigging for an oceanographic company based out of Woods Hole, Massachusetts. Cool. HUI is it? Is its an acronym. And they discovered the uh, the Titanic. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, decades cool. ago. So it's really cool wow, to no shit. to work with them and That's cool. be a part of uh, of their research and in my limited capacity. Um, yeah, I'm exposed to some really rad yeah. uh, things out on the sea. And then I go down to Antarctica and right. help support uh, science that's funded by uh, the U.S. Uh, National Science Foundation. Right. So that was a lot. Yeah, that's a ton, man. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, you don't look very old. So you probably I'm forty years old. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Tony Same and I are, are celebrating yeah. this year, cool. along with Andre. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we met at uh, Andre's birthday party last night, um, which is good yeah, times. That was a good time. Yeah. Um, uh, d- that sounds like like a lifetime, you know, of work. Uh, and so you currently work on a research vessel right now. Yes. Um, and you've been like. Where did, what did you do just before you got, what was your job before that? Like what, what springboarded you to that? What, what springboarded me to, to uh, working on, on research yeah. vessels? Yeah. yeah. It was my time spent in Alaska working right. on a variety of fishing boats since I was 19. Right. Um, you know, it taught me how to be comfortable at sea, taught me my, the ways around a back deck, yeah. how to work well with others and tight quarters and yeah, I was going to say whatever. like yeah. the, uh, the difference between the two ships, like a, like a, a fishing, fishing vessel boat and, and a research, research vessel. vessel. Yes. Like a different boat. I mean, obviously they're different boats, but it seems like the, I would just had the sense of watching like television shows, like Deadliest Catch and stuff, like the chaos that happens on those boats. Even though it's a dramatic thing, they probably spin up. But I'm sure it's hectic on there. Yeah. And I think about those big ships. Is, is it like, like, is it still pretty rough or is it kind of just... No, they're completely yeah, different worlds. They're huge, right? They're completely different yeah. worlds. The culture is, is very different. You know, with these research vessels, they... Are really about safety right. and you know protocol and taking everything at a slower pace. Right. Um, but 
I definitely do not work as hard on these vessels and get destroyed like I have on right. fishing vessels. Yeah. Fishing vessels is a different, you know, animal all, all into itself. Yeah. Uh, we're working really long hours and you know, trying to make a lot of money in a short period yeah. of time. Yeah, cram it in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, how long is the fishing season? I guess it depends on the... Yeah, it's about those, three months yeah. on average. Right, cool. And mm-hmm. what were you guys fishing for most of the time? So I've, I've spent the majority of my fishing career as a salmon fisherman. Oh, cool. I've also okay. fished for cod and crab yeah. and pollock, but... Right. Yeah, it's been mainly summer salmon right. fishing. Yeah, I I just think it sounds so like kind of like whenever I just whenever I think of fishing like that, I just think it sounds so chaotic on those boats. But I uh, saw so are you uh, so now you're on a, you're on a research vessel. It's kind of bigger and just more. And then how much do you how much time do you spend on there? Like what's a crew? Like what's the size of the crew? Like what's what's yeah, that all about? Okay, so I just uh, returned. Uh, about a week and a half ago from a, a three-month stint down yeah. in Antarctica. Okay. I was on a 264-foot icebreaker. Okay. There were 44 people on board. So that oh. included the captain, the mates, the oilers, engineers, right. the ABs, yeah. and the whole science party and the science support technicians. Right. So, wow. yeah, I see 40 people. That seems 44. Like a, that seems like a small amount. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, you but, don't need but much crammed into a space that's 264 feet long. It's not that big. Yeah. And a lot of it is back deck and labs. Right. Yeah. So everyone's, you know, sharing a room. Yeah. Sharing a bathroom. Whenever you go eat in the, in the galley, it's completely full. And so there's, you're never having a meal alone. Right. I mean, yeah, it's close quarters, right? You're better get to know everybody, and hopefully everybody gets along, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, usually you do. Yeah, and so what was your so your so the last trip you were on? What was the, what was the purpose of you? Uh, you showed me a video earlier of some whales you were you were tracking, but I don't know if that mm-hmm. was from this how recent that was. But um, this last last time you were there, what's your is it always the same focus, or do you go kind of usually? Yeah, it's, does it change. The focus changes based on the the funding that the scientist has received, and based so, on whatever they're trying to research. I guess. Absolutely, okay, right. and so there's a wide variety of of science objectives that are funded uh, throughout the year. Uh, some of them are, <clears throat> you know, more exciting or actually more my speed than others. Right. And so those are the ones that I gravitate towards, um, you know, chasing what they call charismatic megafauna. So seals, okay. penguins, right. whales. Charismatic, uh, it, charismatic, megafauna. Megafauna, right? Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. I, I hope that's that's my nickname one day. Yeah, it should be. Yep. Yeah. OG charismatic megafauna. Yeah. Representing. That's your Wu Tang probably name. <laughs> I love that. I still have that app. You can just go online and put your name in. They can wooify your name. No, I've, I've never seen that. Oh yeah, you type in your name and it tells you what your Wu Tang name would be. It's pretty <laughs> what, ridiculous. What was yours? Uh, if I don't remember, but <laughs> I just I remember it was like you can just type in it tells you what it is, but. Um, yeah, so uh, so it changed every time. So um, yeah, so this past time, yeah, um, we went and we researched. It was kind of a wide variety of objectives. Uh, they they run in a grid pattern. The scientists want to run in a grid pattern over right. the course of eight hundred miles, and collect samples from uh, different points along the grid. And <clears throat> these samples, the same grid line has been worked for twenty eight years. So wow. they have this was called a long-term ecological research project and a huge data set. That's rad. Um, It is pretty cool. And so they've seen a lot of changes over the years with climate and and how the glaciers melting are putting more fresh water. 
into the the oceans yeah. and how the the currents are, are changing and becoming warmer um, and then how that starts on a microscopic uh, chemis- chemical level yeah and then starts affecting how photosynthesis takes place in the water okay and how uh, phytoplankton and zooplankton feed on that process wow so then it's working through the building blocks and yeah. once you're Krill then feeds on uh, this phytoplankton. Yeah. And you need waters in Antarctica that are rich with krill. Right. So that the charismatic megafauna, the seals, the penguins, and the whales can feed and right. forage. Because they feed on krill. Yes. Like, just like by the yes. thousands of pounds. Yes. Like millions of pounds. Right? Yeah. The whales especially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's gulps. amazing to watch them lunch feed you've seen them like you've seen like, oh yeah like, right up close oh yes right beside of me really yeah that's cool it is uh yeah i mean the amount of food they must take in is crazy i think so those whales those smaller whales the minky whales that we were chasing last year mm-hmm. uh they have what's called um what is that called variated oh i'm gonna butcher it they have this huge blubber pouch right. on the bottom of their throat with this variated blubber muscle okay yeah variegated variegated blubber muscle right and so it expands an an enormous amount otherwise it's kind of tight up against their throat so it must let tons of plankton or whatever yes and so they can put i believe seven thousand tons of water what it's just an insane what do you mean it sits in there no it just filters through they they filter it through Uh, okay yeah right i was gonna say it's crazy uh Oh, did you lose Sorry. a headphone there? Oh, no, I think we're good. I'm good. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's cool. It must be just, like, experience like that, man. I guess, like, I guess you get used to it after a while, but you must, it must just be, like, I don't know how to, it must be a crazy experience. It is. Just, so like, it keeps me going back. So right. that's what I, I really enjoy. Yeah. And I like seeing how things on a basic level affect whales. Yeah. You know, th- transitively up through the, the water column. Right. And, um, but, yeah. My passion is is chasing whales right. cool. around and and being exposed <laughs> to their bubble nets. We we'll, cool. we'll watch them like yeah. bubble netting, right? And so they they work in teams of three and mm-hmm. they blow these bubbles that uh, trap the krill. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. And then they'll launch up through it and just, just be destroy. taking huge amounts. You see pink, yeah, just being frothed in the water. I think that's cool. I it'd be I. I Man, it, like the force that a whale must create to get through, like you know, to push their weight up from the bottom, like go down and blow and come shooting up. I mean, uh, I mean, that's incredible. You know, it, is. it must be. The, I mean, it must just move the ocean around it for you know. It must be crazy. Yeah, it's it cool. is, especially when you're in a small boat right yeah. beside of it. Right. And and do you ever get? Do you ever go in the water? Or do you ever like go? No, in the program that I'm with, they don't allow us to do that. Okay, so no one does that in the boats. Yeah, you know if. If they had someone that was specially permitted for it, right? Okay, cool. They'd be allowed to do it. Yeah, because I guess that's a whole new avenue for danger and avenue for like. Yeah, once you enter the water with, yeah. with the creature like that. Yeah, yeah. I see it on Instagram all the time, and I photographers. Def- I definitely want to do it. Yeah, it's on yeah. my bucket list. Because you, yeah, I mean, you just you just feel it. You know, when you're like even just in the presence of like a wild animal, like even if I'm on a mountain bike trail and I see a bear, yeah, like this is not even comparing it, but still like that same thing. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. But seeing something that's like what like weighs like I don't know how much is a whale I mean, yeah, I, don't, I have no idea how much yeah. these humpback whales yeah. that were around weigh. Do you think um, 
I don't, I don't know what your knowledge of like marine life and sea life was when you were on the fishing boat, but do you think, like, since you've been working on this research vessel, like, you're just absorbing things like so fast? Can you sense like this, like, super a big spike in your knowledge of absolutely like, ocean stuff? Yeah, yes, yeah, just like, yeah, I'm around some of the you know more amazing people in their field who've spent a lot of time studying a variety right. of sciences of that you know most of them are of interest to me because right. they you know are involve the ocean and yeah. the health of the ocean and so yeah it's probably taught me how to ask more intelligent questions yeah to, to find the answers that i'm just curious about yeah uh, what's the oh uh, i'm gonna ask you a question i'm gonna walk over and make sure the camera's still going because it's okay. stopped before um what's been like the most i don't know I, I want to talk a bit more like about why you do it, but I want to, I want to know something like what's like been the most herring, hair raising experience you've had maybe on that last trip anyway. It's not been crazy. Like, I mean, it must get pretty hectic on those small boats. Yeah. So the, the last trip, uh, yeah, nothing, you know, the Antarctic programs is, is pretty chill. Nothing is nearly as hair raising as, uh, my experiences in Alaska on fishing boats. You know, probably the most hair-raising experience on these Antarctic boats are being that close to uh, humpback whales and realizing their, their power yeah. as they swim next to you. Yeah. You know, they, they take note of us and will come over to us. And as you saw in that video, yeah, they came kind like, of bump on the boat. And yeah. I wonder what that's about. Like, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's, I, I know they probably like research patterns and how it works, but... No matter how much they research, there's like you don't know what they're thinking in their brain to do that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, being a, it's a mammal, being and like, I mean, the brain power is pretty strong. Absolutely. And they're, they're eating very tons of protein, so they're they're healthy. Yes. Uh, well, probably got a flask too, but yeah. Do you <laughs> do you guys take samples? Like, or do you um, research? Like, when you're looking at, do you like take? I mean, you can't like take stomach samples from them, right? While yeah, no, alive. the only samples that are taken from them are, are, are tissue samples. Can you and tell if there's like plastic in their system just in skin samples? Yes. Well, actually, I don't know the question that or the answer to that. Um, oh. Yeah, no, that's a, that's Let's, a, I'm just going to say probably. I would so, I say absolutely. If it's been there long enough? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so they're running different uh, gene analysis right. on these tissue samples that they take. And yeah, if it's... I mean, 20, didn't they just find a whale that's 130 years old or something like that somewhere? That was on the beach or still alive? I think it's still alive, maybe. I haven't heard this. But I, yes, is I the think, answer to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so how many, like, you said they follow this grid for 28 years, right? Yeah. They've been following this one grid. And so they're searching probably every year they go for looking for something different, or they're always looking for the same varieties of, like... You know, I think that they're just trying to see how the numbers are changing. Right. So they must have like samples from whales that they've been for the last 28 years, if they're still around. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how, how long do whales live? Is that, Oh, actually, I don't know if they're the same whales that they're taking samples right. from. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it could be, I, yeah, it they're could pretty be. migratory though. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So these, you know, live on the South America side in the, you know, during the winter, mm -hmm. the Austral winter, they'll go north to as far as Colombia. Yeah. And then travel back down to Antarctica for, for feeding. Right. Uh, and is there like a, like they're collecting data, just the boat, but is there any like, is there like a base down there somewhere? Mm -hmm. Like, like a fixture? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a handful of bases oh, okay. on, on the Antarctic continent. And they, a lot of different countries have one. Uh, oh. The U.S. has two. Right. And one below South America and the other below New Zealand. Right. And so, yeah, we go down and, and service. You go to different ones? 
No, mainly the, the American, American ones. Right, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, we, actually, we did go to the British one. Everybody, everybody's well. friendly? Super everybody friendly, gets along? Of course. Yeah, right. Of course. But are, you must be working together. You don't all sort of look for the same thing, are you? Like, you're probably all, like, yeah, different you know, focuses? The, yeah, marine focus versus terrestrial focus. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. And so the basis will be doing things with uh, atmospheric testing and... right air quality, whatever else is going on. Yeah, they send a lot of different instruments into the air to, to study what's what's going on. Like all the methane that's pumping out of the ice or something that's melting, is that an issue right now? Or, or carbon. <laughs> yeah, carbon, sorry, yeah, mm -hmm. right, yeah. Um, it is, it is. I didn't realize you'd be kind of in the same kind of quarters as like other countries doing their own research. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we're, you know, in a pretty small area, you have the British, the... I think there's a Czechoslovakian base, right? Uh, Argentine, Chilean, and then an American base. Are there any researchers who are like, are kind of like relentless? Like we must find this. Like they're like on any like seeing like movies where there's like endless quest for something that no one. Yeah. Well, is there like the? There, there's definitely the. These scientists have, have been working for years in order to get funded, and yeah. when they show up, they're ready to go hard. Yeah. And. You know, they, they want to push their the limits to the best of their ability as right. long as they things. want it. Right. And, um, yeah, they're just trying to maximize their time. Right. And so, yeah, nothing in particular to one person being like, we have to find this one thing. But, um, yeah, just the, the overall level of stoke that these scientists bring right. to the party is always fun to be a part of. That would be cool because they're probably pretty inspiring people, I'd imagine. They're like mm -hmm. really driven to get that money, you go through the hardship to get there. And exactly. Like, and yeah. then to bring their people with them. You know, they're leading a they're team. They're stoked. They're like, yes. we did this, right? Yeah, they're team leaders. Mm -hmm. And then they take this back. And some of them are, you know, been coming down for 30 plus years. Right. And, and then go back to their universities and share their their findings and yeah. inspire students to come down and do the same and teach them along the way. Do you get time to sit with them, like when you're on the boat? I mean, I don't know how much downtime there is, yeah, but you we have get, meals together. Yeah, cool. And just like, do they share? Like, are they like, is it always about, like, do they share as much knowledge as they can? They're always talking, or is it kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's they must be so a lot dedicated. of times it's, it's really casual. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a lot of times it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have good laughs. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's cool. And it, and then if you have a question, they're more than yeah. happy to talk about it. Right. And if any of their other colleagues are, are, you know, wanting to discuss science, yeah, yeah. There, there can be some really lengthy conversations. That but would be cool to be part of. Yeah, like, I don't know shit about the ocean, uh, but it would be cool to, like, you know, sitting beside experts at the at like the highest level, just listening to what they have to say. What was something you're passionate about too? Yeah, absolutely. That must. I mean, that's like going to university. I've learned. A, I've learned a ton. Mm -hmm. You know, not only about the the hard skills of working the back deck of these research vessels because it's a whole new skill set from right. a fishing boat yeah. to, yeah, just about science. Yeah. It's a huge leap. Are there many people that make the leap from fishing boat to what you're doing? Is Not that, many, but there yeah. are a handful. Yeah. You know, right. The my coworkers, there's a, a handful that have come from the Alaskan, Alaskan yeah. fishing industry. A lot of them come from tall ships and other research vessels. Right. You know, What's like a these, tall ship? Just like a, you know, like one of those old square rigged tall ships that would go around Cape Horn delivering, right. you know, salt to San Francisco okay. in order to pick up leather to bring back to Massachusetts or okay. something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're talking about, yeah. 
Yeah. I, yeah. So there's, there's still a, a tall ship scene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tall ship scene. Yeah, yeah. Where they sell them around the world. These museum quality. Oh, tall ships. No shit. Yeah. Oh. And they race them and that's cool. Yeah. And so people work on them, crew yeah. on them. And I mean, they're just mariners. Fuck. I mean, how, like, but they're like, they must be just manpower heavy boats, right? Well, there's a lot of women that work on them. Oh, really? But yes, they're yeah. reliant on, on force and pulleys and right. pulling. And there's, there's no mechanical winches or hydraulic winches right. making this easier. Do you have, are you a sailor? Can you sail a, uh, a boat? Not as well as I'd like to. Yeah, right. It's definitely something I'd like to yeah. take to the next level. Yeah, what's your, what's your goal? Like, where do you see yourself doing in like, five years what would you hope to be doing you know in the next five years or so have you ever you think about yeah, that yeah you know i definitely want to become more involved in the research yeah um support industry i think it's a fascinating world and and the more that i learn about it and the more people that i meet you know I, I, it makes me just kind of want to switch gears from fishing yeah and and go full full time right. science support uh you know having spent time in in alaska this summer fishing and then down in antarctica during our winter i'm seeing a lot of change yeah right really quickly and so being financially invested in you know the management of a resource such as salmon yeah when things are changing as quickly as they are and really no one's doing anything drastic about it right um makes me want to just kind of shift my focus more into the conservations out of it yeah yeah conservation and the support side yeah you know help support this this mission and yeah hopefully yeah hopefully hopefully things are a captain or something one day well i don't yeah i don't know you must is there like um because that's something you work up to do you have to go like you do captain you do have to something yes yeah definitely have to work up to it yeah but is there like a but you have to go to like some kind of uh, like. There's a couple of different ways of going about right, it. Okay. One is a formalized school, okay, right. where they send people through maritime academies. Okay, yeah. Right. Another way is, is coming up from through the hose pipe, as they call it. Right. Like Working the, the back world. deck, or like the captain that I work with, actually, he uh, or one of the captains I work with, he used to be the cook on the oh, boat. Yeah. See, that's right. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. And yeah. then he was just super motivated. <laughs> spent enough time at, yeah. at sea. Yeah. Took the test in order to gain his next level, sure. and is now the captain of this of this boat and knows the boat from the top down. So that the captain's always on the same boat for the most part. Yeah, right. Yeah, until they get a either work for a different company or increase their their tonnage, the size of the vessel right. that they're wanting to work on. Okay, move on up. Right. Uh, how many? Yeah, it's it sounds just like a cool like is the it's not luxury. Like you don't like the boats, like you just yeah. bunks or like, is it? Yeah. Everybody's... Yeah. It's two bunks yeah. per person. Right. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. What, what did I say? Two bunks per person. I'm sorry. Yeah. Two people per room. So right, okay. yeah. And there are two bunks in, in this. We're not having, yeah. having a hot bunk it. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. So do you guys ever, do you mean you're researching fish? Do you fish off the boat? Like to like, do you fish for like you guys, well, While you're trolling or something. Like it seems we, like we do run a net through the water for krill. Okay, so right. we'll do krill samples at yeah. these different spots. Right. Uh, one of the scientists that I was working with was trying to catch ice fish recently, and so ice he, fish. Yeah, these really is. cool fish. I have a photo on my phone that. Would be, oh yeah. Yeah, I have to show you. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they're they're really wild looking. Ice fish. Yeah. Wow. And so he was fishing with a rod and reel. 
mm. but it's really rare to see someone fish with a rod and reel in the back of how high up how high how high are you out of the water like going down yeah we're deck. like 10 feet yeah out of the water too bad, though, yeah but yeah. it's still hard to land a fish yeah right so that's not allowed in the antarctic program but these other research vessels that i've uh worked on yeah they they'll they'll fish okay and so one time we were we were out i don't know a couple hundred miles offshore and we came across this this wave glider it's this autonomous seagoing uh, sampling machine oh just on its own yes oh it's uh, powered by the sun cool and there were probably 50 mahi mahi swimming around it when oh. we, we showed up to recover it and so we started fishing and <laughs> yeah sweet <laughs> yeah had mahi yeah. fish tacos that night it's great it's good research and however <laughs> uh it's really hard to land a, a fish on yeah. you know 10 feet off the water that, sure that's where they get off the hook pretty pretty easily yeah because you gotta Without get out of there we fast. don't have a net yeah and, Wow, it be, yeah, it just seems like a it's a wild place to be because you like even when you're not working, just things you're just seeing, you know. Um, yeah, you know, ocean moves, whatever's going on out there. During that trip, we were at it, like I said, 200 miles offshore, and uh, a thunderstorm came through. Oh. This was off the coast of uh, Massachusetts. Rare? Okay. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, and so you can get some pretty good storms coming yeah. up the Gulf Stream. Yeah. And. You see thunder, and you see, or you see the lightning, hear the thunder building, yeah. and <laughs> I asked the guy, I was like, have you ever been on a boat that has been struck by lightning? And he's like, shh, you know, don't, say don't that. talk about that, Is it man. the thing? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, shit. And so we had, we had a big shipping container on the back deck of this boat, <laughs> yeah. and as the storm comes closer, I was thinking, this is going to be like a Faraday cage. I can yeah. go inside of it, it has a wooden floor, if it got hit by lightning... I'll be safe. Wow. And I was in rubber boots. And <laughs> right. I thought it'd be a good idea. I don't think it'd be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. And lightning cracked like right behind no the boat. No shit. Hit the water. Yeah. And I ran inside. I was, freaked me out. <laughs> As I'm running inside, there's this purple white flash like right over me. Oh, I bet. And my hair raised on my neck. And I was like, fuck. And I wow. run inside the boat. We had gotten hit. The boat had gotten hit wow. right at that moment. Knocked yeah. out our electronics. No shit. Dude, you mm -hmm. called it. That's hilarious, <laughs> actually. The rower like, get off the boat. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, they were pissed. Because there must be a ton of like superstition going on. Like boats, I guess. Like that's the whole isn't that the whole kind of lore about boats? There's like yeah, absolutely. There's a yeah. lot of superstition surrounding yeah. the maritime life. Are there any cold weather pirates out there? Like you ever see like other like there's no pirates. Yeah, not no, not, <laughs> not no modern day no. parts. I mean, right. that is a thing in yeah. different parts of the sure. world. Probably warmer spots, yeah. Yeah, uh, or, and poor, poor spots. Yeah, right. Um, do you you run into like Greenpeace stuff out there, and like you run into like actually down in in Antarctica, we ran into Greenpeace. Yeah. Do they do they bother you guys? No, no. no. They're yeah, they're yeah, they're our friends. Have you seen shit go down out there with out of that with those? No. However, we took a tour of the Greenpeace. Boat Esperanza in okay. uh, Punta Arenas, Chile. While, oh yeah. While I was preparing to go down to Antarctica on the research vessel, and they were in the same uh, port as we were. A buddy of mine had a friend who uh, who worked on the boat, so he gave us a tour. Yeah. Make sure I don't have the. Oh, pasties. Yeah, you want mm -hmm. a beer? Yeah, I'm about ready for another beer. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, um, loud. Oh, oh and yeah, so that's casual, man. We make noise. Fine. He, uh, he gave us this tour, and in the top of the wheelhouse, 
was a photo, a, a set of four photos, and this British boat was was dropping barrels of radioactive waste into the ocean. Oh, right on. And, cool. And green, Good job. Yeah. Right, yeah. right on. Fuck. And uh, Greenpeace comes and sticks their boat under the crane so that they won't deposit these yeah. barrels of, excuse me, uh, into the ocean, you know, fully Hot. expecting them not to, re- to release these barrels. Just drop it. And so they dropped it anyway and hit the, the Zodiac. No kidding. Yeah. And just destroys the Zodiac. And, and the people on it? They were okay, but oh, okay. you see them flying in the air. Oh, yeah. And, and catapults. Oh, yeah. no shit. So that's, Man. yeah, Greenpeace gets into the thick of it. Yeah, I bet, eh? They're right in there. Mm-hmm. So, but wait, wait who's got the license to dump, like, that they're just doing it illegally, just yeah, dumping that shit? out in international waters. Oh, right. That, that must be a big thing. It is right. a big thing. Jeez. You know, a lot of different countries violate human rights and all environmental day. rules and yeah. fishing regulations all day. You think it's like, happening it, all the time. Is every country doing this, pretty much? No, no, no. not every country. A lot of but, them. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of the poor nations that are that Oops. are doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I mean, because the, the chance of getting caught versus what you get from it, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, they aren't getting caught. No. Because to patrol these waters takes a, a huge amount of resources. It's international waters. Who would want to patrol it? Greenpeace. You know, yeah, or, or Sea Shepherd. Oh yeah. Is, are they the same Sea so Shepherd? Well, is that, they, isn't that they, the name of a boat from Greenpeace? Or no? No, it's a different. It's a different organization. Uh, I don't know what's going it's, on. It's yeah. one that is a bit more confrontational. They'll ram. They got that like the, the, boat. the black boat with like the yeah, and like the, the, the Jolly Roger <laughs> on it. Yeah, and they ram Japanese yeah, whalers right. and yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think Greenpeace, the founders of Greenpeace, um, ended up splitting ways, okay. and one of them wanted to be more radical. Yeah, and guns blazing. Yeah, and so he started. I mean, that's what's working. If they're going to just drop fucking barrels on people, with they, they're going to have to get more aggressive in the other, in yeah, the other respect, yeah. right? Damn. However, you know, there's there's obviously a limit. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're like vigilant. See, if they're landing mm-hmm. in the sea, you know, out there just like, and they're doing a good thing, but like, it must, like, you know, if there's criminals doing these things they're supposed to do, they're going to get hostile just to get, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And the Japanese are pissed at the founder of the Sea Shepherd. Uh, they charged him with crimes for attacking their whaling vessels. Even and though those were wanting him extradited to Japan to face criminal charges. Wow, really? Yeah. And, and I don't think he's even on the board of uh, Sea Shepherd anymore because he was just bringing too much heat yeah, wow. legally. Yeah, the Japanese were suing Sea Shepherd. Wow. And with everything that they had in order to stop him from doing this. Well, to just drain their, their finances. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, and because you know fighting in the oh, court all, system is super expensive. Yeah, and all their money's funding from wherever they get donations, and I guess there's probably no like really government funding for Sea Shepherd. I would imagine. No, <laughs> they gotta give it to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I mean, they're probably they could they could sink them, you know, no pun intended. But uh, but doing a good, they're doing doing a good thing, right? I mean, yeah, in the long absolutely. Th- I, mean, I mean, for what you guys are doing too, where you're like. You're trying to find out, you know, the scientific side of it all and like research everything else. And they're out there just like trying to stop the bullshit that's on the surface happening, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm surprised they don't, I, they, I'm surprised they don't get government support. Yeah, I wish they did. I mean, because the Coast Guard doesn't, they, I guess they got to follow the law. And that's mm-hmm. like, so. Yeah. And then, you know, they don't leave national waters. Yeah. So there's, they're going to, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the troublesome. What do you think, like, in the, in the time you've been on those boats, what do you, what do you think has been the biggest impact you've seen? Uh, you talked about the salmon fishing, but mm -hmm. when you're on the research vessel, what do you think, like, overhearing these guys talk and whatever you're seeing, what, what do you think is the biggest, is this maybe a dumb question, but the thing you hear about the most, like, as far as, like, good or bad or like yeah you know? you know as cliche as it sounds it's definitely climate change right that's definitely the hot topic yeah because we're witnessing it happening so quickly yeah and even you know, year over year when you go back you can see yeah, so the, this difference. year was the hottest year on record right. in antarctica okay i worked personally a few days uh in a t-shirt on the back deck right i saw more rain than i ever have before yeah i went south of the polar circle in a place that should have snow and it was raining. Right. Yeah, it's just becoming more Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, subpolar is the term. Yeah. Like above polar. And right. um, what's the what's the baseline for in uh for like it's like a range for that? Like yeah, like yeah. temperature range. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's a temperature range that usually has been defined by latitude. Oh, so it's not the same ever. okay, right. Okay. And um and and so that that is shifting. And therefore right. You know, all of the animals are, are having to shift with it. Well, because animals, a lot of polar bears have like cross the ice, right, to get places, and there's less ice. They can't get where they're going. Yeah, the That's polar bears up like, in the Arctic. Right. So I don't see any uh, oh, okay. polar bears in Antarctica. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, there's no. There's no okay. Mm -mm. I, no, I don't know. There's no polar bears down there. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. And there's no penguins <laughs> up in really? uh, up in the Arctic. Ah, okay. I think I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, what's the biggest? Is there any like land predators that are? No, nothing. yeah, penguins don't have any land-based No, no, I mean like in Antarctica, yeah. there's no, nothing. Mm -hmm. no. Seals nor penguins have any land-based right. predators. Huh. Yeah, Jeez. so we can walk right up to them and, and they aren't yeah, even afraid. Really, eh? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is. It seems, well, from what I've seen, like it seems like you watch that whale swim over to the boat. Like if it seems like maybe when there's less predators, yeah, people, they're not as freaking out. So like it just seems like kind of what you're describing it's easy to approach these animals in the wild in some respects, even though they don't come across humans much, but having not had predators, you think that's a, an impact on them? Well, I mean the, the trustworthiness of other things. So the minky whales that we were watching in that video doesn't yeah. have predators, uh, oh. but they aren't humans, right? right? They're killer whales. Oh. And so they know to avoid killer whales. They're obviously, right. they, they'll make, they'll go to great lengths to make sure that happens. But humans, they don't have a, a predatorial nature you know, know why. and because those boat, our boats look like alien things, probably to them. Or well, well, well yeah. I would assume they would think, you know, right? Like I don't yeah. know, but yeah, that would be more creepier than it would be. Yeah, than a than, another, than, than, a, an than a whale. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I see you're gonna <laughs> kill me, probably, but this is this is a weird ship. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I, guess, which, I guess slapped with a suction cup two minutes before this, and now I don't know what's going on. Which has been one of the biggest uh, sources of intrigue for me yeah, in regards okay. to whales. Cool. Yeah. Because they're highly gregarious. Right. And, you know, they're aware of you. Yeah. They're aware of their uh, size in that space. Right. They don't want to do you any harm. They're curious. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's really awesome to be around something that's yeah. that large and that gentle. That's cool. Do you, do you like, talk to it? You're like, hey, whale. Like, do you, like, is there, like, <laughs> I don't know. You I know. Everyone I, goes, hey, bear, when I see a bear. Yeah. But, I, I don't talk uh, verbally to them or right. uh, vocally. Do you have to yeah. like send out signals to try and get them? Do you send out like fake? No, I guess. I guess you went allowed, I guess, maybe or something? No, we don't send them any signals. Okay, right. Or yeah. try to, yeah, okay. 
Like, as long as you, I thought maybe like, like a bait, like a, a duck call, like a ducks to come. Yeah. You can't do that with whales. That'd be awesome. We should. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, just play yeah. like a, a mating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that must get, that like, uh, it's all good, man. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that'd be a surreal experience for sure. Um, so you, uh, you're good friends with Tony. We were talking about earlier. Yes. I'm going to switch gears everything. So we're going to mm-hmm. probably, I don't know where we're at for time, but we're probably getting close to it. So um, we here visited Tony, but you guys said, you said you were on a trip. You went to Antarctica together or you were? No, no. You, where'd uh, you go? Tony and I traveled to South America together. South America. Sorry, I got it all wrong. Yeah, yeah, we met in Yosemite when I was, when we were both 19. Right. Climbing, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. That was when I had, uh, you know, visions of delusion and grandeur as far as climber. being, no, never oh. professional, but just being a climber. Right. And it's tough, re- man. It is. What's going on? It's tough. It is. It's and weird. so I meet, I meet Tony and one of his buddies, uh, Ryan Foster, and they're, you know, climbing in El Cap. Right. When, as in, when, when I'm 19. It's in the movies, Trying to, man. like, yeah. you know, struggle my way up a 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, right. You know, Yosemite crack. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Tony and I uh, traveled around South America after that for, cool. for a while and right. had some really rad experiences, which... We climbing or just like back, backpacking, just fucking around. Yeah, just backpacking, exploring. Yeah. Cool, sweet. Yeah, we were on different. We were on different trips and found out that each other. This was before the days of Facebook, obviously. Oh yeah, you know, via eat. Uh, Someone wrote you a letter or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> it came in a pigeon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a condor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, falls from the sky. And uh, found out that he was he was taking a bus down from from here to South America. A bus, Tony. You took a bus from here to <laughs> South America. Damn. <laughs> What's that? It, it was yeah, I bet. That's a giant bus ride, man. Holy yeah. shit. Taking yeah. a bus from like my house to the village is a pain in the ass. <laughs> I don't know. That's huge. Uh, yeah, I, so it's like a, it wasn't a chicken bus, I guess, obviously. I bet he rode a handful yeah. of chicken buses. So. <laughs> oh, you're right. Do you get transfers? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So then we met up in Peru. Right, okay. And... It had been a while since I had seen him, yeah. and I was really excited about his his arrival and our reconnection. Cool. We hadn't seen each other since Yosemite. Yeah. So I met him with a plan and mescaline from the San Pedro cactus. No kidding. Cool, man. And we right went on. into the uh, the sacred valley of the Incas, and I'd met this Peruvian guy along along this path. This is good. And and he wanted us take us to a very special place in the sacred valley yeah. and he helped us or he helped me harvest those san pedro cactus showed me how to prepare it oh, naturally wow. and um we did it over a, a eucalyptus fire in a earthen you know clay pot it was done super traditionally it was he was such cool. a great guy to connect yeah. with yeah so i bring him to the scene and uh, the three of us go into the the sacred valley down down river from Machu Picchu. Oh wow! And, oh man! And drink mescaline and <laughs> it was. It was like, it I mean, I never done it. But it sounds, it was really gross tasting. Uh, like it made you want to like throw like, up. With like just like, just like shit or something like it's like sour cactus chlorophyll. Oh, lovely! Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's right just on. strong green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds sounds yummy. Yeah, yeah, and that's that'd be cool. That's a cool experience. Man. Yeah, so he would sing in Quechua, which is the native uh, Peruvian language. So he like worked you through. The, is it kind of like a peyote thing where you like they work you through, or like a? No, he uh, he ayahuasca? wasn't. He wasn't a shaman. He, a he he was just a He's dude that stuff. was really into the, you know, his right. the history of his people. 
That's pretty cool. And so, yeah, that's how Tony and I began our travels together through South America. Does spending so much time on a boat really make you want to spend time on land and explore land more? Like when you're home, yeah, like, do you yeah, like go you know, in the mountains rather than like by the coast? Yeah, that's why I'm here. Well, yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of the best of both worlds sure. here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, but more with the mountain focus right. at this point. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you surf at all? Do you do any water sports or anything? I, I don't surf. No. I, yeah. I wish I did. Yeah. When I, I've seen like stupid, probably, probably fake videos, but like when like, uh, all the, um, like the caving or the calving, whatever it's called, I guess when like icebergs break off and stuff, mm -hmm. like, are you around that? Like huge, like when they break off and you see like huge, like tsunami type waves come at you or something? Yeah. Yeah. But we do it. We, we stay really far away from right. any potential hazards like how, that. How could, like, do you just, I guess it must happen all over the place. Like yeah. Especially now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's melting really quickly. Yeah. Jeez. And that must actually make it more hard for boats to get around. Cause yeah, it's in the a small pieces floating yeah, around right exactly yeah yeah Damn. within a quarter to a half mile of all of these hanging glaciers that are reaching the the water of antarctica mm -hmm. there was a layer of of ice that was from the icebergs that were or the glaciers that were sloughing and you can see how wow. antarctica was melting into the ocean real time right do you yeah i mean that must be uh, it must be starting to watch because you're trying to get you're just getting so immersed in it because you're trying to you you're like you know standing alongside whales while they're and you, you that connection makes it so much deeper than now your feelings towards all this you know you're this negative right. impact is yeah, just it's really stronger and stronger idea. yeah yes yeah yeah so after this summer in Alaska the summer in Alaska was super hot dry full of wildfires yeah you know I, I felt it from for the salmon. Yeah. It's like, you know, salmon is part of my livelihood for 20 years. Yeah. The ocean's changing rapidly and, and I felt it. And then I, you know, processed it and go down to Antarctica. And yeah, as you mentioned, I had the same kind of visceral reaction to right. the quickly changing environment and how yeah. it's affecting the sea life, the aquatic life that has this, uh, level of cognizance, awareness, cognizant awareness. Right. That's just possibly higher than humans. I, I really don't know. Yeah. And their home is becoming polluted and, and is changing. Does it make, like, it must make you want to be more, like, more and more involved. Like, the more you see a change, the more you, like, I, I would assume it's not where you, the more you see a change, the more you want to walk away, or the more you want to get in there and be, like, try to get ahead of the change. But And figure out, <clears throat> you know, how I can offer my skill sets in order to, yeah, be a part of that. Is there any like when you listen to like the other scientists talking stuff? Is there any like, is there any, like, like glimmer of hope they all kind of come to? Or there's like a, a theme of like <clears> where like they can make gains. You know, you know, I really think that technology is going to be what it's going to come from the private sector, right? And that's what's going to save us. It's not going to come from the government. Like Boyan Slot and those guys who make those like boats that he wants to clean up the island of garbage. He has these big like solar powered kind of yes. scoop things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Elon Musk of the world. Yeah, right. Do you ever get are the other people like on those boats like that with you guys, or is it like, is everybody pretty much like, are there any big thinkers you think that are gonna be like, yeah, you know, uh, are gonna change, like the, yeah, you change know, the course of this? So Scott and his wife Wendy Schmidt, the founders of of Google, yeah. you know, have an oceanographic uh, institute right. and uh, a research vessel. Right. And they were down in Antarctica and interviewed a couple of the scientists that I was working with, not interviewed, connected with, right. you know, and, and they asked scientists like, how do we change 
climate change? Yeah. How do we have a positive impact on, on the world? Right. And they hear from these scientists and discuss how that they can, you know, afford that opportunity for these scientists. Um, so yeah, you have these, these investors, these, you know, philanthropic who have ideas as well too. Who are like, what if we yeah, do this? Exactly. And, like, okay, and, they're, and they're wanting to see change happen. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you know, in the face of, of, uh, climate change there are people really stepping up to the plate trying yeah. to do something big we need those so, people man for sure absolutely I mean, a huge deal right you know people who are like willing to get behind something and it's good that people some people have the money to do it uh, do you guys do you get do you get try to get like is there people trying to influence your research like do you get do you sense any like type of like um like uh, hushing or like um you know does that is that like something you you overhear or you can think like a theme? yeah it's not something that comes my way i'm, I'm no. probably too low of a level to have any right you, know, like you don't hear like scientists getting stifled just speak, you know, right? No, I haven't heard anything like that. Yeah, because I see it sounds like it's. I mean, you just read two different reports; they're both the complete opposite sometimes, but in just general for for climate change. But mm -hmm. um, do people use the word term global warming anymore on these boats, or is it now just climate change? Yes, yeah, now it's just climate change right. because they realize the Some you know labeling it, labeling it as global warming and and the truth of it being that it's so erratic. Yeah. But it is on a warming trend, right? And and so, I think they just decided that it was better to it was more of a apropos means of communicating truly what's happening. Right. Well, when do you if you're going back down again? When do you go back down? When do you jump? Actually, on the... yeah, I'm headed. I'm headed up to Alaska oh, now. Cool. And uh, fishing? No. no, actually, on a skiing mission. Oh, rad! Cool. Spirit yeah. quest, rad. Yes. Cool. Yes, Ali skiing. Are you gonna go to Alieska or whatever it's called? Yeah, well, I have a season pass at Alieska. Oh no, some shit. Friends, and yeah, so I'm, I'm that's headed cool. There to, How much is a season pass there? Man, I, I bought a an early one, a midweek <laughs> season yeah. pass for yeah. five hundred bucks. No shit. Yeah. Oh. And they're having an epic season. They so used to do some cool stuff. Like when I worked in the ski industry, they helped them. I was involved in a lot of jump building and stuff, and like for films and stuff. And <clears> Alieska <throat> sometimes where Matchstick had some of the coolest, like uh, segments. It's so it's so cool around there. I mean, you're in fucking Alaska. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. I, yeah, I've never been to oh, no. Alaska for fun. Right. I'm always going there for work. You're and getting I'll, there, I'll, you I'll driving or are you? I'm flying. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I fly out of Vancouver on on the twelfth. Okay, cool, sweet, nice. Mm -hmm. How long are you going for? A while. Until the end of the ski season. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> rad. Nice man. That's cool. Um, I, I think yeah. I mean, I, I think. I mean, got anything? Are you happy with the chat? Like, was yeah, it good? Okay, absolutely. cool, sweet, all right, rad. That's solid. Um. Yeah, well, uh, so Josh Mitchell, uh, you've shown me some videos. I don't know if you put, people watch them. You can find it on Vimeo, I think is what I saw it yeah, was. Yeah, under the title Tag Prey Drone. Yeah, it's like they're out there tracking down whales, saving their lives, trying to anyway. I d yeah, trying to understand them more. I'm just <laughs> yeah. a, a technician driving a small boat around to, with these scientists. Well, I think it's a really cool experience, man, a cool life you led. I was like, I didn't really, when we were talking last night, a few beers, I didn't quite get the extent of it. And I think this is really cool. Yeah. I was happy to chat with you. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Um, I think it was, This is great, yeah. great. Yeah, Party it's cool. Party we, we just shared. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, so I don't know, do you want people to follow you on Instagram? What's your Instagram yeah, handle? Yeah, my Instagram handle is Feral Fisherman. Okay, I'm going to follow yeah, you. I don't follow you right now. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks for coming by. Absolutely, Ryan. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. Good chat. <laughs> <laughs>